Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents Women's Wrestling with Simon Street. What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is your boy, Simon Street, with the Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. And uh, wouldn't you know it, I have gotten the green light to kind of do my own little show. And uh, the name of this show, obviously, if you tuned in, you know the name. It is episode one of Simon Streets for the love of women's wrestling. And basically, it's an opportunity to where I get an opportunity to talk about something from wrestling that... Um, I am very passionate about and I love, and that is women's wrestling. I love women's wrestling. And before you probably, if you're listening, they're probably going to say like, oh my gosh, you know, of course you like women's wrestling. They're beautiful women wrestling each other. Well, you know what? That's only part of it. You know, that's more of the cherry on top. You know, the biggest thing that I really like about women's wrestling, and I'll just quickly preface it real quick, and then I'll go a little bit deeper, is I like how far they have come. First and foremost, we've come a long way from lingerie matches, bra and panty matches, however you want to put it. Uh, so now you see in-ring competitors who put it all out there. They're able to tell stories in the ring. They're able, you know, most of them are able to uh, perform at, a, you know, a very high demand rate. And they're able to really, uh, you know, leave you wanting more. And at least that's how I feel. Now, a couple of the premises I want to kind of tell you, because this first episode is kind of more of an introduction to kind of tell you how further episodes will go to, because I want to get that out the way. First and foremost, I, as you know, if you listen to the Vegas Bad Boys podcast and other shows, I will never, ever claim to be a professional analyst. I just, it's just not who I am. And I, for sure as heck, am not a wrestling prophet like Steve Meltzer. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, what I say is just really solely my opinion. It is not the gospel truth. And I am not afraid to ever be challenged. So if ever you listen into the episode and you feel like, hey, um, Simon Street, you, you, I think you're wrong on this. Or maybe you should have said this. I implore everybody to take the opportunity. Please send me in your questions and concerns. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So the biggest reason why I like women's wrestling is I've always... For the longest time, if you look at my, if I, if I can tell you a little bit about my background, I grew up in a home where I had an opportunity to see a lot of women in my family display their strengths in different ways. You know, I'll start first with my mother. My mother was an amazing human being and still is an amazing human being. You know, her capacity to be able to support and be there and hold the family together was is just monumental. And, um, you know, it's funny because my mom is the sweetest person in the world, gets along with everybody. But, man, you cut out a line with that woman. And I'm going to let you know, she flipped the switch and she ain't she ain't afraid to go toe to toe. And I always thought that was kind of cool. How like, man, like you're a sweet person. But, man, when it's game time, you can get it. And she would not hold no punches if it came down to it. Um, You know, and then I have my sisters, my younger sisters. You know, uh, my sister that's three years younger than me, she is just an amazing human being who, despite any odds, has always been over to overcome. And she is somebody that is a doer. If she wants something, she's going to get it. She ain't afraid to tell you about it. And she's going to get it. It just is what it is. 
And, um, you know, and then I have my youngest sister who is equally amazing. And she is somebody that is just, you know, always is a breath of fresh air. Always. I mean, if you put her in wrestling business, she would be the face, even to the point you were a little annoyed, but you just, you fall in love with her. And so add a whole bunch of aunties and cousins. I mean, these were all type of different women from different backgrounds, all beautiful, different shapes and sizes. And so growing up, of course, you know, when you grow up with a household with a whole bunch of women, you're going to see some squabbles. You're going to see some disagreements and you're going to see some fights. And let me tell you, I always was really fascinated, uh, you know, when women get down. Now, now, now mind you, uh, we didn't like the aftermath at the time of them getting into it, whether it be arguments that lead to some physicality, very rarely. But it sure as hell was exciting watching it. And uh, some of my sisters probably missed their calling with being, being in, 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 in uh, pro wrestling business, because let me tell you, uh, they could cut some promos to where they would say some, cut some deep things. And I'd be like, whoa. But besides the point, where this relates to women's wrestling is, is I enjoy watching women's wrestling, the evolution of women's wrestling, because these women have showcased and have raised the bar exceedingly fast. Because like I stated earlier, we've come a long way from bras and panties to where now we're having fierce in-ring competitors. We're having women that are headlining WrestleManias. Um, we are having women who are having first time ever in you know pro wrestling among women and they're killing it and so you know i am for one again i am not the prophet Meltzer, but i will tell you very passionately and sternly women's wrestling is here to stay it is here now it's going to stay it's not an afterthought it's not a trend it's here and if i were to be so bold to give you a little bit of simon street's wish list if i could be blessed whether it be the WWE or somebody else, another promotion pulls the trigger. I would love to see an all women's wrestling show because I, for one, take women's wrestling serious from the amount of people that, uh, you know, are on, you know, whether it be NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, um, also to, you know, uh, ROH when they had Women of Honor, um, also to, with Impact Wrestling, we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about that later on and how they've had historical uh, reference of their knockout women's division and how that's pre-existing today. There's a lot of history. Um, and I want to see more, you know. Uh, so when I think about it, that's one thing. And the second thing, too, is, you know, I'm a father of a 16-year-old daughter. And, you know, she's super athletic. And um, she is uh, somebody that, hey, I'm going to be real. Uh, I'll be trying to, to slip in a little bug in the ear, like, well, you know, you could maybe maybe go to pro wrestling. That would be real cool. Um, and, and she doesn't say no, but she doesn't say yes. But again, where women's wrestling is today is an exciting time because women are no longer looked at as bathroom breaks. Women's wrestling is no more no, no longer looked at as well. We're not going to take a chance on you with uh, closing uh, a show or being the main event or even, as we saw recently, uh, main eventing WrestleMania. 
safe to say many women have paved the way to break through the walls to create the opportunities they have today. And it's always exciting. So enough of me rambling on about that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of my favorite matches that I remember. And some of them are, you know, kind of go back. Um, one of them, for sure, and, and because I'm trying to stay relative to where everybody who's listening is hearing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to mention more WWE and probably some TNA slash Impact uh, for the time being when I was much younger. But, you know, let's let's take it back to uh, WWE Unforgiven 2006, Trish Stratus versus Lita. Now, um, this was, if I'm not mistaken, was the last uh, match that, not the last match for Trish Stratus, but pretty much her last run at trying to get a title. And uh, that, that was an exciting, exciting match, uh, the back and forth. Um, even how the crowd started out. And I believe she was in her hometown of, uh, uh, or I think it was either Toronto, but I know for a fact she was in Canada. And uh, crowd, I remember the crowd starting off, you know, uh, uh, thank you, Trish. It was just the coolest thing ever. And um, the crowd was in tune. Now, that might have been because she was in Canada and, you know, Canadians look at wrestling a hell of a lot different than Americans do during that time period. And the match was was intense. The match was uh, uh, just back and forth. I mean, these two women knew each other. And uh, during that time period, uh, they were the quintessential title holders in that division at the time. So those were the, you know, your, 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 two, your two best options. And um, it was a memorable match. Uh, Trish ended up winning the title. And, you know, that was really Cool. And I remember at a young age, like, man, that's really awesome. I wish there was more of that. And so, you know, as years gone by or a year went by, uh, TNA uh, started having, you know, uh, launched their uh, officially their title, uh, the TNA Knockouts Championship. Little side note, if you don't remember, if you did not watch TNA back then, when it regards to the TNA Knockouts Championship on the actual title, it did not say knockouts. It didn't even appear on the title, but that was the division. And um, some of the women that they had on TNA, real talk, their roster to me was a little bit more stacked than WWE as far as like women that could really go toe to toe. And I'm going to name a couple just in case you didn't watch. If you ain't heard about Gail Kim, eventually I'm going to do an episode on just Gail Kim and how in my opinion, she has been overlooked for far too long. Her accomplishments and some of the bar that she raised was pretty damn epic. But, you know, Gail Kim, um, you know, uh, won the title on October 14, 2007. And um, it was at Bound for Glory. And um, man, uh, I'm going to name a couple of names of just some people that, that she had to deal with. OK, you had Gail Kim. You had Awesome Kong. Before there was ever a Nia Jack, there was Awesome Kong. Uh, awesome Kong. She was taking girls out right and left. Not a lot of people had a number for her, but boy, Gail Kim know how to deal with it. Um, you had Taylor Wilde. She was another one. And you had Angelina Love, you know, the beautiful people. That was another stable that was just really, really cool. You know what I mean? And they brought lots of table. And then you had Tara, who used to be Victoria from WWE. She had went over to TNA under the name Tara. 
Um, you had ODB. ODB was a beast, y'all. I mean, she was just so cool. She was like, you know, she would she, she would have a little flash, drink a flask, and she would just, you know, do gyrations with, with, with her boobs. It's just cool because she was that chick that either, in my mind, owned a bar and worked behind a bar but had like a shotgun. So when dudes was drinking too much, she just whooped their ass. <laughs> she just, she was like that. She didn't have a problem, get, you know, whooping somebody's ass. Uh, you had other people, you know, that were part of that Madison Rain. You know, uh, she started getting cl- closer. I remember towards like 2008-ish and whatnot. Madison Rain was was tearing it up. Um, and that's just to name a couple of few. That's some of the wrestling that I, women's wrestling, I watched because not that at the time, WWE didn't have something comparable as well. Um, you know, there were a lot of women in WWE during that time frame that was was doing some really good things. I mean, you had like Michelle McCool, you know, I liked her. Um, you obviously had Lita and, and Trish. You had, uh, who else? Oh my gosh, there's so many to name. When you have to think about it, sometimes you get a brain fart. Uh, you know, the Bella Twins, even though they started off and they didn't really, to me, didn't really start getting at their prime until a little bit later. But, you know, I remember when they first came into it. Um, but mostly during that time, I watched a lot of TNA. Uh, just because I felt like at the time they had a more sound product of them. And so that's why, you know, in a couple of ap- episodes that you'll see moving forward, I'm really going to be big on shouting a lot of those women because a lot of those women, I don't hear enough conversation talking about the contributions that they have given to women's wrestling, especially during the time when WWE decided, hey, we're no longer just going to have all the time women in broad panties. We're actually going to, you know, uh, uh, Look for women that actually can wrestle, you know, or want to wrestle, ain't afraid of uh, mixing it up, you know. And so I appreciate the heck out of uh, the early beginnings of uh, TNA knockout women's division. But kind of moving on, you know, another reason why I love women's wrestling also has to do with um, I'm not a huge history buff, but I love history. And I always find it so fascinating that throughout history, there are tons of just kick-ass warriors that were women. You know, some that you may have heard of, like Joan of Arc. I mean, she was, like, amazing. And if you get opportunity, look up these people, because I'm not going to waste all this time just telling you about Joan of Arc. That's for a whole other podcast if I chose to do so. You had, like, Artemisa, you know, of Caria. I mean, she was someone that she, y'all remember the movie 300? Xerxes, the little crazy dude with the bald head that the Spartans went up. Well, check this out. He was running shit back then. And this girl or this woman, not girl, this woman, Artemisa, she basically controlled a huge fleet and helped him to defeat the Greeks. She was running the whole fleet. So, I mean, you know, and then, you know, uh, you know, there's other people, you know, in um, Korean and Japanese and Chinese culture of women who were just amazing. There were warriors. They, they were people who were respected. There were people that broke through barriers and traditions of what it was at the time that, you know, the typical woman was stay at home, look prim and proper, have kids. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing to have. That's beautiful within itself. But um, these women's venturing out into a world that was as dominated by mostly men. You take that and you look at women's wrestling today. Women's wrestling today 
could have not happened if it wasn't paved the way by a lot of women. And again, that's another episode that I'll be doing in the future of women that paved the way. There's a lot of stuff that they had to do that they probably were not happy to do at all. And um, so now you have to where, let's just look at the WWE product right now, okay? You have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. NXT is already talking about right now the best women's division in the world. And when you look at the amount of women that they have that came from there that are now on the main roster, they're not full of shit. It's 100% true. The women that are coming up now, they're cultivating. They're cultivating 100% to have these women to, to, to be in the best possible position for success when they get to the main roster or some of the ones that didn't find success in NXT have gone on to do well in AEW and in Impact Wrestling to be dominant champions. So again, these were opportunities that were not afforded to a lot of women. And now it is. And so now the great thing is, is it, it can inspire a girl that maybe what 20, 30 years ago would look at wrestling. Oh, that's cool. I love wrestling, but man, I may not necessarily want to be in my bra and panties and have some guy at the commentary saying puppies, puppies, puppies. You know, I want to actually wrestle some guys. And another episode, which I will get to, there's going to be a lot of times I'm telling you episodes that are coming up, how China changed the game. Because for a long time, a lot of the women didn't really see a possibility of what could I do in professional wrestling as a woman. And so now the door is wide open. I get excited over watching a lot of matches. There's a lot of people that are coming through. And the cool thing is, is regardless if you're on main, uh, you know, if you're main promotions or if you're in the indie circuit, women's wrestling is amazing. And the one thing that I am proud of is seeing, you know, just the other, I think it was about a month ago, I took my son to his first live wrestling event. You know, I'm located here in Las Vegas and I went to um, FSW and they had a show. And I've gone to a couple before in the past. And I said, I take my son. He really wanted to get into wrestling. He's eight years old. And my son loved the event first and foremost, but he really loved the event. And it was Australia versus um, Australia. I hope I said the name correctly. Don't beat me up. And uh, versus um, Sandra Moon. And these women were going back and forth, back and forth. And my son was getting into it. He was just like, yeah, he loved it. And it, it made me proud as a father and as a man, too, because where I am and how I take women's wrestling seriously and I see it as honestly an equal. When I look at the product of pro wrestling, he saw it the same way naturally. And that's what makes me so passionate feeling like women's wrestling is here. It's going to go forward. It's going to continue to get better and better and better. There's no more ceilings of saying, hey, this is as far as you go. No, sky's the, sky's the limit. And I'll also add to this one thing, too. I know I said one wish list for Street is an all-women's show. But another thing that I would love to see more of, and I don't know, because one thing I'm going to tell you about Simon Street is I am not going to admit that I know everything. But I will always go on a journey, and I always will be accountable. And if I don't know, I don't know, but I'm willing to go research. I don't know how many women do we have behind the scenes in production? How many women do we have behind the scenes with writing? 
how many female writers do we have for 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 wrestling whether it be women's wrestling or just wrestling pro wrestling in general you know that's something that maybe could be another episode where i'm going to really do some fruitful uh, research to try and find out the answer to these questions because if there's not enough there should be conversations that start and so that way we can start getting you know these areas filled in so that way women's wrestling can have a stronger natural women's perspective because sometimes and i could be wrong sometimes i feel like sometimes sometimes the product kind of goes left on a male's perspective and i'm like man y'all missed the point but again just my opinion but getting back to my son he was super excited about this match and it made me proud as a father that out of all the other matches that went on he was happy to see two competitors go at it and it was an amazing match and it happened to be two women and he didn't recognize that and i love that i'm all about equality i'm all about whether it's women different creeds and cultures but when it comes to women's wrestling it made me proud that my son loved that match and he is asking if he can go back and see it so um that's kind of what the show is going to be about y'all you know this first episode was just to give you um, if you're not familiar with me or the work that I do with uh, my my, my uh, podcast mates on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcast, I want to give you an opportunity and to let you know the direction of this show. The way the show will go is we will have a topic and we're going to stick to that topic. And uh, wouldn't you know it, episode two, just to give you a heads up, is going to be where I break down WWE's The Four Horsewomen. And I'm going to do two things. I'm going to break down where do I rank the four horsewomen, WWE's four horsewomen. Where do I rank them? Okay. I'm going to break down stats. I'm going to break down title holdings, everything to substantiate why I feel they are where they are. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to pose two questions. So if you're listening now to this episode, the next episode, you're going to get an opportunity. Hopefully, if you do it sooner to present your questions and I will actually take the opportunity to present your answers. I want to know question number one, how would you rank WWE's four horsewomen, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Bailey? Where would you put the number one spot all the way down to number four spot? That's the first question. I'm going to give you mine. You tell me yours. And then the second question, okay, how would you feel or who would you pick to go against the four horsewomen that I just named and to keep relativity so that we don't lose too many people? WWE, any era, could be ROH, it can be Impact Wrestling, TNA, it can be AEW currently right now. And then if you want to pick any other women that are stand out in different countries, that's fine. I also to mention to NXT, obviously. Um, who would you pick? You're four. In two sentences, because I can't be reading the whole paragraph and article, two sentences of what you think, your reasons of why you think that would be a great matchup. So closing it out, if you listen to this episode, I appreciate it. Like I said, this one was meant to just be a little bit more intimate about how I feel about women's wrestling, um, how, where I want to see it go. I hope that you tune in for the next episode, which again, we're going to be talking about 
how Simon Street rates the four horse women. What is my opinion on that? And then um, also too, uh, just want to give a huge shout out to the Vegas Bad Boys podcast. And I appreciate all of y'all for uh, giving me the support and the motivation to be able to do this. Uh, this is definitely kind of outside of my comfort zone a little bit because I tend to not always want to do something on my own all the time. It, it's a lot difficult when you talk about something and you do it. So hope to hear and see you guys uh, here next week or hear, you know, listen to the next episode. Thank you so much for your time. And again, this is Simon Streets for the love of women's wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.